This is a positivity podcast. We will discuss ships of all shapes and sizes. From the pure to the problematic, no ship is off limits. Every ship discussed in this podcast is a work of fiction. It's not real, so therefore, it doesn't really matter. If you don't like the OTP we discuss in this episode, why don't you go outside, take a walk, and don't listen to this episode. We'll see you next time. Welcome back to the One True Podcast, the OTP, a podcast where we talk about shipping, One True pairings, and all of those great stuff. So for today's episode, in season one, I had my really good friend Slumper on, and we talked about a one Hinata Shoyo from Haikyuu. And in that episode, I said some things about some certain ships. Well, guess what? We're having a whole episode about one of those harem ships, guys. So today I have someone who is so cool, so amazing, and I have gotten to know them over the past couple weeks, and I can say they're one of the like best people you'll ever meet in this certain um, ship's fandom. So my special friend, what would you like to be called today? Uh, hi, thanks for the kind introduction. Uh, you can call me Pizza Cat. Hey, Pizza Cat. Who are we talking about? We are talking about uh, none other than... Atsumu and Hinata. From Haikyuu again. Ah, this is my second Haikyuu episode this season. And I feel like I'm cheating, but it's in my life now, so everybody has to deal with it. So, Pizza Cat, can you give us a TLDR on who Hinata and who Atsumu are? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Hinata's the main character of Haikyuu. Not sure what else I need to say about him. If you're watching this episode or listening to this episode, so uh, maybe I'll focus a little more on Atsumu, who uh, is a show stealer who comes in about halfway through the series, and he is a setter. Um, and we all know about the effect that Hinata has on setters, and he is, I guess, pretty emblematic of um, his high school team, which are considered the greatest contenders. And so he and Hinata sort of have like face-off I guess like through their match at the spring inter high cool so when was the moment when you said oh this is the setter for Hinata rather than you know the myriad of different uh setters that he comes across in his high school and postgraduate career yeah it's like it's actually pretty funny because like you know the like Atsumu has this like really strong um ability to turn people off so actually when he first appeared I was like who is this loser we're at chapter 200 like I don't <laughs> I don't need more characters <laughs> like oh my god yeah and so I think it wasn't until like after um the series like sort of got towards it's like you know the the time skip and then after looking back at the Inarizaki match that I sort of like appreciated him a lot more because I think that the moment where um the Olympics coaches are watching, you know, them playing at the spring inter high and like Hibarita says that, you know, Atsumu is sort of like proof that there's future for Hinata to play. But, you know, he doesn't realize it right now, but it's just that he's kind of like proof that there is more for him in his career rather than just like playing in high school for this really like transient moment. And so I think that was sort of like what sealed the deal because I was like, they're fated. 
like he's saying that <laughs> he's saying that they're fated, right? Like that's it. It's foreshadowing. Right. It's foreshadowing. Like it's the crumbs are so delicious. I just love it. Um so what about Atsuhina do you really enjoy? Um what about Atsuhina do I not enjoy? That's the better question to ask. <laughs> I think the the main thing for me is that they like really intersect like in their theme I think as like what really most represents them as a player right because it's like in the end this is like a sports series and this is about volleyball and like if the author weren't able to sort of sell us on how they're really complementary as players and it would not ring as true but um like Furudate actually does like a really good job right and showing us like oh well how would they become like partners in the future because like Asuma's whole thing is that he's like really greedy and he's like he's always stealing his brother's shit he's like you know <laughs> trying to steal the ball always and so he he's yeah. just like a really greedy person and he finally sort of meets his match right like in somebody else who's like equally about greed and hunger and growing and so I feel like that is really what has me you know. And if we think about it from that perspective, and this is probably the first time that I'm going to like actively participate in this like shipping conversation because <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but like in so in like the national tournament, Atsumu does make that like declaration. And I feel like it's the first time in the manga where like you actually see him like, I don't know, like almost giving to someone else, you mm-hmm. know, because like he tells Hinata is like one day I'm gonna set yeah. for you and it's like oh my god what like now he because and too like when he first meets Hinata like of course Kageyama's like yeah he sucks but like <laughs> you know he's he's all right and you know then Atsumu takes it as okay well he sucks but Hinata like rises above those expectations which again I think is like you know plays into what you say it's delicious and I love it yeah that moment I think like yeah, like, obviously, like, everyone who ships this ship, like, always clowns Atsumu for that moment, because they're like, yeah, okay, dude, like, one day I'll toss to you, and then it took, like, six plus years for that to happen. Seven, seven yeah. years. <laughs> but I, I really do, like, appreciate that moment when he's, like, I guess he really recognizes him, because, like, Atsumu's, like, super type A, like, when it comes to volleyball, he's, like, if you do your best, there's no way you suck, and if you suck, it's because you didn't do your best, but... Like, Hinata, like you said, like, he kind of sucks, right? Like, at, even at Spring Inter, he's come a far away, but, like, he still sucks. But I think, like, seeing him still going at this, like, game with his everything, like, really, like, changes how Atsumu, like, thinks about the game. Because before he was just, like, if you suck, you suck. But then now he's, like, why is this kid trying so hard? He still sucks, but also I'm, like, moved. I, like, don't know what's happening. <laughs> it's, like, the perfect gay panic. Like, he just is just so taken by him. And it's... It's apparent in the manga. It's apparent in the anime. If you're watching it right now, like, it's, it's just like, I, I don't know, man. It feels, it feels so real. Doesn't it feel real to you? Yeah, it does. It's, it's very, it's like funny because it, it is very like gay panicky. And I think it's also very like coming of age, actually, because he like really changes his like worldview, like because of Hinata and that's like super like profound actually like not to get all deep about it but like that's just like yeah but that's just sort of how I see it and how it comes across. I really love that. So when you are you know like shipping um, 
Atsumu and Hinata. Which one do you find a little bit more relatable to you? Do you find you're relatable to Atsumu's character arc or Hinata's? Or maybe you just, you know, enjoy the character dynamics as a whole and don't feel any, like, personal connection to that. Oh, I, I get to talk about how I feel personally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, I guess that, like, I would say that the sort of whole character arc that Hinata goes through is definitely something that I relate to more than Atsumu. Um, I think just because he is really, like, not cognizant of... I mean, the fact that he's, like, a mortal, you know? He's, like, yeah, I can play all of this, all of these games at, like, 100%, and I'm going to be fine. And then he, like, is totally surprised when he faints. But I think that that's actually really true of being a kid. Like, you don't recognize your limits, and you really push yourself too hard. And then you just kind of are, like, oh, yeah, like, shit. Like, you realize that you have mortality. And so I think that sort of theme, like, is something that I could relate to a lot in the series. And I was actually pretty surprised by, I think, like, obviously, like, everyone was really surprised when he collapsed, but yeah, it was, like, truly out of left field. And then, like, he just does so much growing, too. I think that's, like, one of, again, like, that's, like, one of the best parts about, like, being in Atsuhina is the fact that, like, you, you can play with these character, like, I don't know, like, archetypes where, like, they are... I would say, I don't know about you, but I think they're pretty different, like pre-time skip versus post-time skip. What do you think? No, definitely. I agree. <laughs> do, do you want to say anything about that? Oh, 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 okay. I keep forgetting that I'm here to talk about this thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm All here right. to remind you. I just don't want to be like rude, like, yes. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. No worries. Yeah, definitely. I think that like, it's pretty startling actually when you like um I don't think you realize it when you're reading it but if you go back like a few chapters to the high school um part of the series it's like really noticeable how kid-like they are and how much they aren't like that anymore when they're adults like I guess like an example like is that like Hinata used to be like super hyper and like all over the place and like actually like quite like scattered like, I wouldn't say he was very organized or purposeful, like, um, especially towards the beginning of the series. But I guess, like, afterwards, it's, like, you can tell that he's actually a lot more subdued and, like, isn't, you know, so carefree <laughs> anymore, I think. And it's, like, kind of heartbreaking. But also, I think that it makes him, like, better suited to spending time and just, like, being there, like, with Atsumu, who's still pretty I would say like he comes across really boyish like his energy um it's just that he's like a lot more mature someone made a tweet the other day about like I don't was it you you might have retweeted it where it was like Atsumu is basically just like Peter Pan he just has like Peter Pan energy and like no wonder why everybody just loves him so much right yeah that that wasn't me but that that was um Twitter user Ninetales9 and yeah it he does have Peter Pan energy like he I mean he like still plays like the same thing that he's been playing since he was like 10 like you see him as this like eensy eensy baby and he's like still doing the same thing you know it's kind of like refusing to leave this thing that brings him joy and I love that though for both of them because they both are just really just so in love with volleyball I think that is another thing that like 
I don't know. Right. Do you, do you want to talk a little bit about their like team position dynamic and how that plays into the OTP? Because I definitely love that part too. Oh, um, I'm not sure what. Well, yeah, I guess that like um, it sort of ties back to right what we were saying or what I was saying earlier about the faded setter. Like, and it's like, well, of course he's like the setter. He's gonna toss to the spiker, like which is the position that Hinata plays, and it's it's like. Um, I mean, it's, like, one of the most popular, like, um, what do you call, like, role pairings, like, in Haikyuu for a reason, right? Like, it's always, like, oh, the setter is, like, trying their best to get the ball to you. Like, it's, like, so meaningful because they, like, value your, like, effort so much. But it's really, like, I think, like, reciprocated here because, like, Hinata says, like, like they, they kind of, like, hit you over the head with it, like, several times in the time skip, actually, where it's, like, he's, like, oh, I have to, like, find a strong setter who's going to toss to me, and then I'll get to fly, and it's just kind of, like, okay, we get it, you, you wanted to find a strong setter, did you find your strong setter yet, like? <laughs> did you find him yet? Is he here? Not sure. Not sure. Yeah. I mean, I think he probably found him in the bathroom, right? Right. That's where you find all of the strong people who will start shit with you. I like how Atsumu starts shit with him in the gym and not the bathroom. That's true. But then Atsumu tries to start shit with Kageyama in the bathroom for Hinata, which is like also yeah. very delicious. That's true. Oh, yes. How could I forget? Wow. Thank you. This is <laughs> You're welcome. This is why you have to participate. I know. Well, again, I'm just like, I don't want to be like, oh, man, oh, man, I really just want to talk about Atsuhina, but this is your episode. So I'm trying to be like, I'm using my teacher skills, like asking the leading questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that bathroom scene, though, let's talk about it. Right. That bathroom scene was like, I think that that was, it was like watching somebody push a domino down. And then it was just like, avalanche everyone was like wait 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 what's happening apparently that the original so like on the scans like it was saying that he said like don't talk to like my wing spiker but apparently that was like a mistranslation and it's actually like don't talk to our wing wing spiker like that and i'm like no i refuse to believe that it's not my he is being possessive because that is me atsumu he does not like to share um period so but yeah, no, I, I think that for me, that was the moment when I was like, oh, I get it now. Because like, I don't know, like, I think I was like a little bit skeptical, like when I first read because, <laughs> hey, guys, I finished Haikyuu. Um, I was skeptical when like Atsumu like told Hinata that he was going to set for him because I was like, OK, like, sure. Uh, you know, you know <laughs> what I mean? Be well, maybe yeah. because like so many other, you know, setters were just like, nah, <laughs> And now, like, there's the, here's this, like, blonde bimbo being like, hey, I'm going to set for you on. He's a bimbo. I can't. Um, I'm going to set for you. And I was like, all right, we'll see. Then, as you said, like, seven years later, here we are uh, crying <laughs> together. But, yeah. Yeah, I, like, actually periodically go back to the Viz translation for that bathroom scene to see, like, did they keep it because somebody that told me that they changed it because like i yeah. think the proper translation actually like is like our wing spiker um but like his proprietary like dog peeing over his territory still applies <laughs> regardless of what he says like he's just like 
I'm gonna crash this scene. It's like actually the kind of metaphor for what he was like, because like he came in like chapter two hundred or something, and then like he gets like so much screen time. So it's just like, of course he's gonna crash a bathroom scene and make it all about him. Yeah, and like you could tell that for Adade, like even though again, like even though he was introduced like two hundred chapters in, I don't know. I feel like he took like a or. They took, like, a lot of, like, really good care with, you know, Atsumu and making sure that, like, him and, like, the rest of the Inarazaki, like, team fit into the narrative in a way that, like, makes sense and gives them longevity within everything. Yeah, I definitely agree. And, like, like it is only, like, that is the only way this could have gone because they honestly got so much screen time. Like, I remember when it was serializing, people were, like, another chapter of this match like I'm not complaining exactly but also like can we I want to see the rest of this inter high tournament like are we going to be stuck here forever it was it's a it's a um it's an example of like you know the author is like planting these seeds and everybody's like oh, I want the cake now you gotta like you gotta yeah. like plant the seeds wait for it to grow <sighs> I wonder what it must have been like to have been like an Atsuhina sh- shipper like back way back in the day before it broke a, hun- a thousand picks on AO3, right? <laughs> I know, right? I um, went on Twitter like at the very beginning of 2020, or not Twitter, um, Tumblr. And like, you know how it's like kind of arranged like chronologically. And so I just like went to the Atsuhina tech to see what it was. And it was like people going like posting art of them in high school and stuff. And I was like, wow, like y- you were here. Like, it's like that meme where it was, like, that person standing up going, like, no, like, they're correct, and everybody stares, <laughs> like, where it's just, like, you're kind of alone. I love that. No, but, uh, and I think that's, like, another really good thing about, and again, I can't speak for your experience, but in my experience, in Atsuhina, I think there's, like, some of the nicest people that I've ever met in my entire, like, fandom career, which isn't that long, but how, how, what do you think? Yeah, I would definitely say so. And, like, everyone's, like, super supportive of each other's pursuits, like, whatever it is. Like, it could be, like, you're really into writing fan fiction or making fan edits or you're just into screaming and cheerleading other people. And then everyone's like, I appreciate you doing that so much because it's, like, everyone contributes to the ecosystem, you know? Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. And I think it is due in part to just them, just their relationship and everything that, you know, that they're about. They, like, meet each other halfway. Again, faded. It's like, huh, I just love it so much. Yeah, definitely. It's like, I mean, they're, like, all about building each other up. Especially, like, I guess, like, that's, like, Atsuma's, like, whole thing, right? Like, towards Hiyata. So I think if you're into that, then, of course, that's sort of the energy you carry through the rest of the fandom. So as I always say, we love the canon. The canon is great, but sometimes we crave a little something extra. So Pizza Cat, have you made anything for Atsuhina? Have I made anything? I think this is a very funny question considering that you know exactly what I have made. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I know, but the, the listeners don't. So. Uh, yes. Okay, yes, very true. Very fair. Um, yeah, so I have made a ridiculous number of words i think according to ao3 i have written 15 things between february and now we are in october so damn 
Yeah, it's it's like a ridiculous number of words. I'm like almost embarrassed. <laughs> no, don't be embarrassed. I I've also written a dumb amount of things. In I think when did you get into Atsuhina? Like around what month? Um, I would say like January ish. Yeah, I got into it around August. I think August first was the first one I did and I think oh god uh you know I don't like how AO3 you can't do word count by fandom that's really annoying oh yeah I would have to add I'd have to add up all these numbers one all right well while I count um so do you want to explain or describe one of the fics that you're the most proud of oh ah jeez okay Let's see. One of the ones I'm most proud of. Yeah. This is like when um, people talk about like, oh, you don't have to like prove achievements like with your therapist. But then you're like, my therapist said good job. And you have to like pull something (laughs) out that you're like, I'm proud of. (laughs) This is, I guess that um, the one that like, people know my work most for is like one of the first like major ones um the title is fallen star i'm your one call away um it was like written back in february um and it's sort of like a getting together story but it's also i guess like people call them like character studies so that's like sort of how i would describe it and it's just about how like hiata comes back to japan and he's like this setter is like he's good but he's kind of weird like I don't get him and like you just kind of realize through the story that it's like you're stupid he likes you (laughs) you're dumb please stop just get over it dude that's actually cool though that 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 fic is it's Hinata's perspective yeah that's awesome yeah because like I find a lot of people (laughs) you're either like an Atsumu simp or like an Atsumu Kinney and I feel like there are a lot of people who exclusively write in like Atsumu's uh, perspective do you find that's like a trend or do you see like a healthy balance of both I do feel like actually people um write Atsumu's POV a lot more I feel like he seems more like relatable to people because I mean he's he's a total clown so <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's relatable yeah that 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 is very fair um <laughs> very fair and I think like it's very easy to like, I don't know, I feel like a lot of us really like that, you know, like rom-com, as you said, like it's like faded, it's like a rom-com type of, oh, I'm having like this panic and I have to like reevaluate my life because I am just in love with this like sunshine boy. My my friend said it really, uh, really funnily about like mm-hmm. Hinata and Atsumu about how like I, you know, he was like, oh yeah, like when you get to it, you'll know like it'll be yours and I'm like haha like no way Jose famous last no way Jose famous last words as I'm like scrolling on my phone trying to goddamn find this like because of course I saved the conversation on my phone because I just laugh at it sometimes okay so he said I saw that shit and instantly went this is Rose dream sunshine boy x absolute fucking trash heap slut it's a mash made in heaven for you oh oh no (laughs) 
that's perfect. Yeah. It is perfect. So what are some fix that you would recommend to first-time Atsahinanators? Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Not not so long ago. Literally like a week ago. <laughs> yeah. Time goes too slow. Yeah. It it's like um expanded. There's more in it than the days are numbers. That's true. That's... So what are some of your favorite fix? Um okay, so when I was told that there was uh this, you know, fic rec portion, I was like, I should get stuff that you won't find just by going on AO3 and sorting through kudos like number first but now I feel like I shouldn't have done that (laughs) Aww, I mean it's up to you you know just like drop like your favorite three all right um I feel like I would be remiss in not recommending anything that um Oh no, she's not gonna be happy that I did this. Anything that Boom Turkey wrote. Um, yes! <laughs> yeah. Um, like, literally anything she writes is like pure gold. And like, the Atsuma POV is like so funny and like spot on. And I love that she doesn't take it too seriously, like, take him too seriously. So I think it really like, like shapes the tone of the stories. Yeah, for sure. What's like, because I know, like, she has, like, a lot. Like, what's your favorite thing that she's written? Oh, jeez. Let me take one second to, like, actually, like, sort through. Yeah, because, I mean, like, there's obviously, like, the um, Inarizaki Hinata, like, series that is long and ongoing, which I really enjoyed. But... I also liked this one that is called Set Me Off. And it's like where um, Atsumu like sees Hinata at, I think it's at the tryouts. And he just sees him and he's like all threatened. Like, wait a fucking minute. He can set balls now? Like, what? what where does this leave me? And so he's like, wow, I'm so like into him. But also I want to beat him. And I just was like, that's that's perfect. That's exactly what I needed. Chef's kiss. Cool, you got any other recs? Yeah, I do. Um, Let's see, I got a couple of more. There's this one that I enjoyed a lot. Um, It's actually an alternate universe story, but it's it's kind of like... It's kind of like um, one where they're, like, living on this island, and Atsumu is, like, a fisherman, which, like, don't question why he is a fisherman. (laughs) He just is. And I think it, like, kind of touches on the themes that we were talking about, like, where he is really, like, greedy and hungry and that he's going to go try to search for this, like, legendary fish called the Silver Marlin. And so, like, it's called um, Where Our Horizons Meet Once Again. And the author is Carol2Es underscore C. Like the ocean wow, sea. That's really cool. Uh, I'm going to go look that one up. I've never heard of that one. Yeah. And then uh, the next one is, it's like also sort of an alternate universe. I feel like I should be recommending more canon stories, but um, it's called Bake Bake Fall in Love. And it's basically like where they presume, like the premise is that there is a, um, 
like Bake Off, like in Japan. And so Atsumu and Hinata are, of course, contestants in this Bake Off. And they're rivals. And yeah, Hinata really wants to beat Atsumu, but also kiss him. So <laughs> it's complicated. It's complicated. I love that. Yep. Um, but those are sort of the main fic recs I have prepared today. That's cool. So do you have any artists that you want people to, you know, keep an eye out for some really good, like, Atsuhina or, like, Haikyuu in general? Because Haikyuu is some really talented artists. Yeah, Haikyuu really does. I feel like it's, you're so spoiled because all of the artists make such good stuff and, like, for practically any character. But... One of the um, artists I like a lot, um, their Twitter at is Jaden Star, and they make a lot of really cute content. I don't know how to describe it, but it's like like mostly Atsuhina that I've seen. So yeah, they do like really cute yeah. comics and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then let's see someone else. Whose art I enjoy. Um, ah, yes. So I enjoy Twitter user Hoot underscore OVO. <laughs> um, yeah, their Atsuhina art is also super cute. Like, there's this one, I would say it's like mostly like illustration, but there's this one where it's like Hinata's like all in Atsumu's face, and then Atsumu's thought bubble is just like, is he flirting with me? Like, just on repeat. And I felt like that was so accurate to them. I feel like all of the memes in Atsuhina are very, very good, too. They make, like, very good memes. Definitely. Yeah, uh, I guess, like, they're... I mean, they're, like, really, like, popular fan artists, like, in Atsuhina fandom, too. Like, um, should I name a few of them, or...? Yeah, sure, if you want. Yeah, um, so there's also... Let's see. I'm trying to remember their ads on Twitter. There's someone whose at is like Ino Izaki, so it's like instead of the R, there's a W. Um, and then I feel like, oh yes, also um, Twitter user, I forgot her at June. Do you remember? Or maybe you don't oh, know. Oh, Atsuhina. Um, yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I would say that I don't know how like actively they update but yeah they have a lot of really good stuff because they've been drawing like (laughs) like crazy for this ship you gotta appreciate everybody who makes us all that delicious food because you know we only have crumbs to deal with in the manga and anime so (laughs) ah oh man so now, when you are looking for fix or looking for art, I know that you've recommended a lot of AUs, and I was actually going to ask, are you more drawn to AU fix and art or canon compliant? So, like, the thing is, when I write stuff, it's mostly canon compliant, so you'd think I would read more canon compliant things, but I think sometimes it's really fun to just, like, see how other people experiment with the universe and, like, the characters and, like, trans them into other settings and other sort of like situations and see it play out so I would say it's like more towards AUs right on great now I know what to write next all right So, (laughs) so um so with that being said what are kind of the AUs that you are most drawn to um I would say like actually a lot of the AUs that I'm really interested in is when people sort of like 
change around the circumstances of the universe. So it's not necessarily like you go to an entirely different universe, but it's just like, oh, what if like, you know, like Atsumu and Hinata like met when they were kids or like the the series that Boom Turkey is writing, like what if Hinata actually went to Inarizaki because his family like moved to Hyogo like before he went to school, like high school. And so I think those are always really interesting because it, sort of stretches out like the crumbs like you were saying for what exists and we get to make our own crumbs so many crumbs i think that's called like canon divergent right yeah yeah okay cool yeah i think that like because like slumber also said this like the really cool thing about the haiku time skip is like there's just so much room for you to kind of go nuts in there and it's just like you don't really have to worry with necessarily being like super canon because it's very again like very vague and you don't know what happens so like yeah Hinata and Atsumu could totally be talking then or yeah they could like Atsumu could be like yeah I'm just gonna visit you in Brazil like one day like you never know so I think that's like like what you said like twisting it and seeing like how people can get creative with the canon I think is really really fun yeah definitely the time skip allows for a lot, right? Like, because it's like six years plus seven, almost seven years of like just nothing that we know about, except for like the few moments we got to see. So it's actually really fascinating. Awesome. <laughs> I have to like remember what my next question is. Okay. So um, we're pretty much, yeah, we're pretty much like set to go for a second to last question. So if there is anything, that you have not said, that we have not shouted about Atsuhina, that needs to be said, what needs to be said, like, right now? What do you want the people to know about the boys? Okay, so something that I, I guess would be, like, a final word is, like, I feel that a lot of people, like, for obvious reasons, I think, like, gravitate towards, like, how Atsumu, like, changes a lot because of Hinata, because we see it so, like, directly I think like in the match with Inarizaki but that actually like I think it's really about like them being mutually impacted by one another and like maybe we don't really get to see Hinata's like I think like growth with respect to like how he thinks about Atsumu specifically but that there's like a lot of recognition I think that he um is somebody who realizes that his role is really dependent on the setter being somebody who wants to work with him and like wants to overcome the fact that he's like, you know, actually quite short to be playing volleyball. And so I think just the moment where he's just like, oh yeah, like repeats over and over that it's like because he wants to find a strong setter. It just is kind of like this is this goes both ways. This isn't just the Atsumu simp train. <laughs> Although it is a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. I mean you know, it's, it's like I said, it's totally fair because he spends so much time thinking about him. It's almost criminal how much time he spends thinking about Hinata and looking at Hinata and just, huh, just all that great stuff. Um, so cool. So for my last question, if you could think of three to five words that encapsulates the OTP, what would those words be and why? Let's see. This is very SAT. Um, I guess one would definitely be their, like, mutual matching theme, right? Like, hunger slash greed. Um, another one, feral. 
Oh my god. Yeah, they're, they're so feral. And I think the third one. I actually think like the third one would be like that. It's actually kind of tender, in spite of being feral. Like they're individually feral, but like I think towards each other they like are actually pretty tender and like I guess like soft. Yeah, that is that is a very common like way of writing them is like super soft and like yeah. That's why I dig it. I dig the softness. Just like two sports <laughs> dudes being soft. What's better than that? Nothing. All right, cool. So thank you so much Boom Turkey. F- oh my god. What? <laughs> Oh my god, what? Ah, no! Never mind. That's what happens when you people make your names animals. I get confused. <sighs> She's not going to be happy about this. I'm cutting this out. She will not hear it. Ah. Oh man. So thank you so much, Pizza Cat, for coming on the show today. Let the people know where can we find you? Where can we find your AO3? What's your social media? Tell us. Sure. So thanks so much for having me, first of all, and letting me talk on end about this ridiculous ship. And <laughs> my Twitter is um, very creatively, cats, pizzas, both of those words plural. And on AO3, I am trilo, trilobites. I think that's how you pronounce it. Nice. Please have confidence in me, even though I don't know how to pronounce my own AO3. <laughs> You're fine. Oh my gosh. Very cool. So, as I always say at the end of these episodes, if you like what you heard, make sure you rate, review, subscribe. We are on a shit ton of platforms. We are on Stitcher. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Play. We're on that new Amazon podcast thing. I think I sent in the form for that. So hopefully we'll be on that soon. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at the One True Pod. Again, our Twitter is at the One True Pod. We post memes about fan fiction and art and great episodes and content. And if you want to be a guest on this lovely, lovely podcast, we are always looking for people to come and talk to us for season three. We're going to start ramping up for that. I know, right? Crazy. Um, and you can email us at theonetruepod at gmail.com. Again, that's at theonetruepod at gmail.com. I don't know why I said at before, but you understand what I mean. Thank you so much, Pizza Cat, for being here today. And I will see you all next week. Bye. Bye.